welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Cozy Corner Podcast. We are filming today in the amazing, iconic, Wellington staple, known as Carson's Fruit Bar on Dixon Street. It's a beautiful day, and we are really blessed to be here. Today we've kind of got a lot of different, a lot of different things to talk about, where I'll reintroduce myself. Uh, I'm Callum social media slash digital expertise for the Say So project. We currently have the core of the other side of the interviewing team with us today for our special guest, uh, Shana Cisco Seville. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. Uh, give us an intro. Sure. Um, so my name's Shana, I'm from the interviewing team. Callum and I I've known you for a while there. Um, so I mean, it's kind of funny that I end up being the last person in the intro, but really I was sort of the... Um, it's fitting. It's fitting, it's like the last, last one in. So um, I was one of the first interviewers for SESA, um, brought on board by Kai. So I've been in it for a while. I've seen SESA grow to what it's become today. Um, Love my part in it and love seeing it keep it on. So, do you want to describe your kind of role? Yeah. I kind of, we're in our first year, we kind of covered myself, and we, yeah. me and Genevieve, kind of focus on the visual aspect of our brain and stories we collect to life. But do you want to talk about collecting those stories and the essence of what we're doing to the table and doing that? Because we kind of can't do anything like yeah. that, you guys. You I get the on. words, I collect the words. Collect the words. Yeah, so. Being an interviewer, it's not really an interviewer. We're more a person that someone has a conversation with and bounces ideas off and questions more to get to the bottom of what that person is really thinking about and getting them to think about it more. And to also think about it, I guess, in a visual sense and trying to bring some grounded to some essence that is relative to me. I think that kind of brings it into Capturing that unique experience that someone has, almost the way someone describes something. So it could be their experience of feeling down, and someone may describe it as everything's black, someone else might describe it as feeling like they can't And different people will connect with different instances of that and just really exploring that and exploring the spaces they felt that in so that when someone shares their story it's almost like you're there. Yeah. And you're capturing exactly what it was like for that person because no one else has experienced that the same way that person has. Everyone's experience is. That might be quite interesting as a role you take on because not only are, uh, I mean, the role of the stage project is to bring all these different ideas and segments that we're dealing with for life, but the range of people that we interview is quite interesting. How do you kind of shift? Do you have to shift your approach from interview to interview to get to try and approach that story, or do you just let the story come in and you've experienced it yourself and learn something new about that person or about how you can visualize? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is really like, I don't control the interview, the other person does. Mm. It's in their ballpark, I'm playing off them. Whatever they're giving, I'm just 
whatever words they're giving, those are the words I'm getting back. So that it's as true to how they're feeling and how they would describe it as possible. So I'd say that yes, you adapt to each situation, but I'm just something that they help them play with and help yeah. encourage them to explore further. Because I think sometimes when you may be talking about something in your own mind or thinking about something, we get caught up in our thought mm. spirals. You don't have someone from the outside saying, hey, this is something they're really interesting. Can you talk to me more about that? And I think that is what the interview's job, the conversationalist's job is, is just helping them explore more than they may be able to. It's, it's so easy to get tangled up in the emotions and the thoughts. Having that person from the outside that can sort of see from an overview yeah, and just, oh, and just bounce it off the and mirror yeah. ourselves yeah. in some sort of way. That's interesting. I, I like mirror I like uh, that kind of idea because being a, my mother is computer science, the thing that they always teach in French is the rubber ducky method. You just get a random inanimate object. Yeah. And it doesn't, it literally could be, it could be a brick or it could be a rubber duck. But you express the problem you're facing to that inanimate object just yeah. as someone to bounce an idea off. Actually, visualizing getting those words out into the open air just completely allows you to kind of look mm. at it in a different space. Do you find that's kind of what you get out of those people? That's the reaction you will have when they finish your interview? Yeah, it's really funny because often someone's like, Oh, you're so good at it. Mm. I'm like, Really? It's all you. <laughs> you're doing all of this. I'm just here being here with you. Um, I mean, just like making sure someone feels listened to, and that's my biggest thing is I'm just listening. Yeah. And I'm just actively listening to make sure yeah. that I'm capturing. And when obviously something's difficult for someone, you can kind of be there and be like, hey, that sounds like it's really hard. Yeah. That sounds You've like it's really hard. Like that um, And just having that information, and someone, it really encourages you to keep talking about it, being like, oh, yeah, like that was. was. Yeah. And, yeah. Man, it's just. You've got someone who can connect with you and appreciate your emotions and respect them. I think that's why sharing your story can also be a powerful experience. But to throw back at you, so obviously I collect the words, but what most people will see on social media is these beautiful videos, all these things that are complete opposite to words, um, as often words can actually describe how we're feeling. So how do you capture the essence of what it is essentially words and make it something visual that can really represent the essence and the uniqueness of that person's story. I really love this question. Because <laughs> um, that's kind of our, you, I think that's the beauty of Say So is that we are a very functioning team that we both kind of bounce off each other yeah. and we kind of see where we're going. But often it just starts with reading that person's story over and over, listening to the audience, really getting the emotion like this. There's a lot of things that the more it's just, if you're reading off a transcript, you won't be able to pick up yeah. in a visual way. But actually listening to the person and how they're telling that story, and that, that tiny little metaphor touches up, and you're just like, oh, I can see the person. Sometimes it is just someone quite literally explaining what they see in their mind when they deal with something like anxiety or depression or something like that. But other times you just kind of, you can sense in the line, and that's kind of weird. Our side of the content is just finding that, that underlying thing. And for our most recent one, uh, the last one we put out, uh, School's Life, that was a really interesting process because we, we kind of just we built it in a very short time frame. But I think the, the metaphor underlying it was so clear. And it, it, it 
started with a very obvious metaphor of water and drowning and weight. Once you start thinking about those concepts and how deep to actually go into that person's psyche, that's kind of like, oh, okay, we can play, we can do it a lot. It doesn't even just have to be a shot of water. It can be so much more like mirrors that they face and just the locations of the world. So I think that often just starts with getting the primary shots that we want and moving, connecting them from the different themes onto that, onto the other. But I think that's kind of where we come from. Is just taking those words, finding the threads throughout the story, and seeing how each one of them kind of interweaves with each other to kind of come to the conclusion of their story. I mean, they might not have the solution to it, but at least they've kind of put those things together, and that's hopefully what we do in the visuals as well, is put their story together mm. like they have and present to an audience that's interested in watching. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of that's one of the interesting results that I really like in Say So is that we kind of you definitely take, you have to find those, find those words without giving them to the interviewee. And I think I noticed that much when I was doing, when I did my interview, it was just, you'd say something, and you'd get to a, a small break in the interview, and the interviewer uh, would come back and say, that's an interesting like theme you just touched on there. I thought, oh, I didn't really think about it. Now, just yeah. explain more of that, and it gives you that chance to kind of keep going into, keep delving into yourself. And like, I can actually see where these threads are coming from. Mm. Um, so I think that's an, another interesting thing to, yeah. that I'd like to talk to you about is how do you balance finding those things that you're talking about? How do you spot them? And then how do you give them back to that person to reflect on without being overly forceful and telling mm. them, oh, this is what your thing is, and letting them realize that themselves? Mm. I think when you when I listen to most stories, there are a couple of really strong underlying, and there's usually one sort of strong underlying theme or underlying, which I think for a lot of people can be like so to say with the lifering, it's sort of like isolation yeah. and there's a lot of different threads coming off that but often coming from the same so if you use the metaphor of my story, yeah. <laughs> the rope, there'll be that strong rope for me of the coming and going of relationships, um, friends, and off that there are a lot of little tangents that I went on, the, the, the tiny little fibers coming off the rope, but underneath is that core of trust, loyalty, friendship, and the different things that people that that person values strongly. So I think when you listen to someone's story, you can hear what they value yeah. from the outside and not, although you're feeling terrible with their emotions, you're not the same as they're caught up in living it. Mm. And so you can, I guess, begin connecting, they've used this word a lot, continuously through mm. this theme. That's obviously really important to them. Let's touch in on that. And it's really just often letting people go for a long tangent, really just talking, yeah. Yeah. and from that you will get so many themes, and there'll be that sort of generally there's one that just continues and underlies, and that's the thing that all the tangents, all the tiny bits of fiber of that large rope comes off. And I think that once you've listened and you've, they've given you enough time to, you can just see it. Yeah, you can put all the pieces of the thing yeah. together. I think that's quite because you often don't realize when you're saying how much those different things come back to that same thing. Well, that's actually a really good way to kind of 
secondarily like that I'm going to support that people you're talking about. Yeah. And that experience that you've had is actually really interesting. Um, I really like the way you actually talk about that. I always am really interested in how That's a very good contrast to how we kind of approach our, um, our interviews. So maybe we just um, yeah. stick out of yourself. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think I definitely had that doing mind you. I think it was just very much like, I'm just going to start from the start. And I'm just going to explain my story and where I'm going to go from here. Yeah. And you just pick up things. I was listening back to mine the other day because I was working on it. And it was just so interesting. I hate that I say like. <laughs> that might, that's the one thing I like. No, I like, like, uh, I like, I like it's that. like, uh, <laughs> but it was really interesting to see oh my God. what that, what all these yeah. different themes yeah. I've been talking about, and what all these different experiences I've had kind of come back at the end of the day and what they kind of relate to. Because I feel like most of the time it's something to do with like your earliest childhood and that, those specific ways that you just take. But um, I do really genuinely enjoy that, kind of finding those threads. And I think the technical side, me and visuals just watching from the audio to the visual, just putting these little pieces together in the premiere of an audition and being like, oh, that's, that's perfectly used compliments yeah. what this is. And it's not ever really supposed to be, well, this doesn't make sense here, so I want to move that here in a minute for the story. It's just, you've got all these, they've got a 45 minute interview and you're like, I know exactly why this part reflects this part and why this should lead into this next metaphor mm. and why this actually comes together and summarizes the story really well. Um, all interconnected. All interconnected. <laughs> all the time. Um, what else? I was really thinking that one of the, I think, underlying things like you said, you don't, you start your story, you don't know where you, you're going to go. But, and I think that's something that is so powerful and also kind of healing about sharing your story is the fact that we very really have a chance to step back and see those things in ourselves, to actually have the perceptions and the space and having someone who's actually curious and exploring it with you who's really interested in asking questions. Very rarely we get the chance to actually do that and look at our story holistically and I found that for myself so beneficial um, being able to look back and really some things I'd never thought about or clicked before into like interview and self-analyzing yourself so you go along not knowing where you're going to end up how do you find that experience I thought it, yeah I genuinely thought it was quite because I once we first stopped I interviewed I was just saying to him I was just saying I feel very like different after that it's a very like holistic experience of life I just don't know. I've now got all this information about myself. It's already there. And I've just kind of unraveled it within the space of an hour. And it's not like my problems have disappeared, but I'm aware of some of where those threads come from and where I can actually make those moves to kind of better them. I think it's an interesting thing that I don't see a lot of other people doing with people's. And I don't think no one, no one else will really look at in our community kind of has that process of coming from the interview of the raw audio and then shaping it into that visual narrative and then putting it onto our social media and it's just, mm. I think there's a benefit of my position in Sasa is that I've been able to watch it. Other jobs I've worked in, I get given the content that I need to put out and I just shift it out to social media. 
for watching the process from you doing your interview and getting that person to an interview in the first place and seeing the complete process of interview, audio, visual cohesion and storyboarding and shooting it and actually putting the whole thing together and then seeing how it actually resonates out in the, the big wide world is such yeah. an interesting time that I've never seen it anywhere else. Mm. That's, such an, that's why I find this project so fascinating yeah. because we truly do get to just watch it from start mm. to finish. And having been, so obviously when you first went into the project, um, you wouldn't have yet had to have the experience of sharing history. How do you think having experienced that really vulnerable intimate process, how has that now affected you working on other people's stories? Have you found that that's had an effect on your interaction and your feeling towards mm -hmm. those stories? Oh, I'd say hugely because there's so much more aware of this person's story, you don't want it to be you don't want to misrepresent them in any way, shape, or fashion. Because it just takes so much away from them. That just almost nullifies the entire like passion that they put into speaking to their interview for an hour and a half. And I think that's why we try and get as much consultation and bring people into the process as much as possible. I know that on the last video we worked on we quite literally had our person into it in the shot and he really struck he not struggled but he really put his heart into a very cold wet evening <laughs> in Island Bay. And it just I think it just made us so much more like this is this person really wants to share their story and really wants it to be an honest representation and it would be such a disjustice to like manipulate it in any way like alter it in a bad way. Because we've been there vulnerable too and I think that's why it's so important is that we're all on the level the people that I'm talking with, having conversations with, I'm there with them. I've, I've been there. Maybe not in the exact situation they've been, but I've shared that with someone. I think that's why it's so important as a, as a conversation. I don't like calling an interview. Is why it's so important to be on that same level and that same sort of... You get how hard and how scary it is, how brave it is to be sharing those things. When sometimes there are things that you have never talked about before. Never talked about yeah. 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 I have people say that and having that yeah, having that footing in each part of the process really makes you realise how important this mm. represent. Because if you if you're on the other side of the camera and a story came from it's not I don't know what happened yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's it really gives you that footing of I've now been through that process and I can just yeah. And it just, it, it, yeah, it privileges you and it grounds you and keeps you on the ground when you're making videos, for sure. Um, but I think that's kind of where we kind of shift onto the wider aspect of where would you want to improve? What more, what more would you want to do in your interview process? You do, you do have, we've started doing uh, follow-ups and I think that's an interesting thing you should touch on. Yes. Um, so I guess how the process works when you break it down is we really want to, obviously it's very scary sharing your story like mm. we said. So what we often will do is we'll have a private catch up with the person first so they can meet us. We can actually share a little bit with them and be intimate too because it's, it's really hard when this person has come in and you feel like you're opening up and it's very much that real need to reciprocate. Yeah. I remember having someone ever opens up to you like, oh my god, I need to tell them something yeah. to you about myself. Yeah. 
So I think that really gives a chance for them to ask us questions, for it just to be really open, transparent, vulnerable. And then we will then, if they'd like to continue organising do the interview, they have the options of how they want to share their stories. So for some people, they may not be a visual person, they might be an audio person, so they might want to speak into a story. Yeah. Audio. Yeah. yeah, storytelling in an audio form, or they might be an amazing writer and they might want to write about it, and they may want to keep the writing on this. So there are lots of different ways we can express it, and just really giving them the control. Because yeah. it's your story, do we? We really How are you to share it? We are the platform. Yeah. You are the outside stuff. You should be the person. I really like that. Yeah, that's great. And then I think also the follow-up can be a place to check in. How did you find it? It can be often, like we said, that sort of period after you share your story and you kind of... Feel very clear, is how yeah. I describe it. Sort of, it's kind of a zen moment where you sort of... Relaxation, you know that feeling? You sort of... Yeah. I, I can go and talk to anyone about anything right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the follow-up is a good space to check in and see how they found it, if it's brought up anything for them, making sure that they're looking after themselves, doing some self-care. Which I guess brings me to probably one of my last questions for you, is having been in the process of where you've had to be vulnerable, and we also have to, like you said, one of your processes when you're collecting a story is to listen to it and learn over again. And often some of the content people can talk about is pretty stiff, pretty tough. Um, how do you look after yourself and, and I guess that respect because you, you will listen to that audio of the most of all us. Yeah, I think the beauty of my major part of it is how much you can experience. You can empathize with them. You feel me, you probably wouldn't, you might not have, I might not even see them being on the visual side. But it really, it's just humbling for the people who are breaking the producer and it's, it's empowering to be able to I can, if these persons can be some really hard stories that we sometimes get, and you can just be, not only am I like, blessed to be able to like, listen to them, but I'm blessed to be able to like, learn from it and yeah. take lessons from it, the entire uncut audio, and it's quite interesting. Um, I definitely really like that aspect. I think that's just, that entire aspect of it, the fact that people are sharing it, is just a very raw form of what we tend to do, and actually just get the story out there and help people understand that people do have these, do go through this and you know, mm. if you're going through it well, there's people out there that are learning the same lessons, maybe not now, maybe not today, but we're all learning these lessons once at one time. That reflecting on you, how do you kind of, I imagine it's quite pressing sometimes, but when you hear those quite heavy stories, how do you look after yourself and afterwards? Yeah. I think it's definitely taking, it's part of our process as interviews, we have to make sure that when we've collected an interview, whether it's a, something we've left and felt quite, was quite intense or stuck with us, it's just making sure that you do a couple of things for yourself. We always say you have to do a deep for yourself after each interview, no matter how you felt that, you might have left out of it, it still do a deep breath, so that could be anything from exercise to listening to favourite album, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> anything like that, um, just to make sure that you're looking after yourself, um, would be what I say, and a lot of the time, like you said, hey, hey, well, hey, hey. Around the and I think there's something beautiful, is that being the 
the wheel seems okay. a little bit smaller because um, yeah, that's fine. you realise that everyone's walking yeah. 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 Everyone has their own story and you get to get that little insight and you get to hear a little bit more about it. It's quite privileging and inspiring. So I often feel, sometimes I've lived that even after having an interview because it's just, you feel so privileged. Yeah, to be able to hear that. Yeah. Final question. How did you feel when you woke up this morning? Good. I actually woke up one of these mornings where you actually wake up and you're like, I'm awake now. I'm going to go do stuff. Make myself a breakfast. I'm really excited. I'm still getting there on that one. Yeah, yeah. a couple of places. Yeah, I woke up feeling really alive, which is nice. I wasn't obvious, I was like, just like, wow. <laughs> well rested. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel when you woke up this morning, Callum? Like, tell me your goals. I woke up yeah. a little bit. The goals currently are not amazing today. I built a three draw thing in the house and then collapsed. And that really, really irked me. Just the struggle of life. And sometimes when you buy things in the house, no disrespect, I hope you see this possible. Don't rule it out. But you know what, I listen to uh, a lot of different podcasts. I think. I'm listening to the podcasts, especially certain ones that I want to mention. Uh, this is just a very quick shout out. Uh, in the No podcast, I think our entire team has listened to recently. It was just completely, I was like, man. People are just doing such good like, people are doing amazing things and that this draw broke is a very small very small bump and a very long rope. Yeah. So I think overall my day I woke up this morning ready to take the ass. It's all about a little bit of perspective. It's all about a little bit of perspective. That's a very key thing. Um, so that I think will be us for this week's podcast. Um, if you want to check us out on Say So Project on Instagram, Netmo on Facebook or at our website, netmo.com.nz. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify. And, yeah, that'll be about it. I'm excited to see who we're going to have next month. But stay tuned and stay cozy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on, Charlotte. It's been nice to introduce you. I'll be back again, I'm sure. No worries. Perfect.